The reading is from Mark's Gospel, chapter 10, verses 13 to 31, and can be found on page 1014 of the Church Bibles. The Little Children and Jesus. People were bringing little children to Jesus to have him touch them, but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. I tell you the truth, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, put his hands on them, and blessed them. The rich young man. As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good, Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not give false testimony, do not defraud, honour your father and mother. Teacher, he declared, all these I have kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said, go sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. At this the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed at his words, but Jesus said again, children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were even more amazed and said to each other, who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, with man this is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible with God. Peter said to him, we have left everything to follow you. I tell you the truth, Jesus replied, no one who has left home or brothers or sisters, or mother, or father, or children, or fields for me and the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age. Homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and fields, and with them persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. This is the word of the Lord. 2016, I wonder if uh, you're ready for it, if you're ready for what's ahead. Uh, I thought I'd start, though, by rather thinking about 2016, casting your minds back to 2012. Can you believe that four years ago we were looking forward to London 2012? Perhaps for Christmas you've been given uh, tickets to see Usain Bolt in the 100 metres, Perhaps you weren't so lucky and you ended up with restricted view seats for the fencing or something like that. Maybe you like fencing. 
Um, well, whether you um, went or not, whether you just watched it on the telly, uh, I imagine most of us uh, will remember Super Saturday. Uh, Team GB won six uh, gold medals in one day. It was success after success after success. Three of them came 46 minutes within uh, one another. You might remember Jessica Ennis-Hill in the heptathlon, uh, Greg Rutherford, I'd never heard of him before till the Olympics, but he won the, the men's long jump, and then everybody's favourite, Mo Farah, in the 10,000 metres. I'm pretty sure that I was a, on a, at a wedding on that day, and one of the speeches was interrupted by somebody uh, telling us that he'd won it. He'd done it. <laughs> I think she possibly had a few too many drinks. Uh, but it was success after success after success, and it was such a successful, memorable day uh, that Lord Coe, uh, described the day's events as a narrative, a story of infectious success. The greatest day of sport he had ever witnessed. Uh, and it was quite incredible, wasn't it, for Team GB. It was a story of success, particularly uh, that day. But as we start um, a new year uh, and a new sermon uh, series in the second half of Mark's Gospel, we aren't going to start with success after success after success. We start with a passage uh, which contains stories of spiritual failure. Failure after failure after failure. We've missed one at the, er at the early part of chapter 10. We're just looking at two today. You might find it helpful though to imagine this little section of Mark's gospel as we jump back in, a little bit like the high jump event at the Olympics. Mark's um, spent the first part of his gospel helping us to identify that Jesus Christ is the promised king of God's kingdom that was spoken about in the Old Testament hundreds of years before. He's the one who's bringing God's salvation to the world. He's the one who's going to offer eternal life to people and forgiveness. But the focus in the second part of Mark's Gospel, which is what we're going to be looking at, uh, is on what it's going to look like uh, to be one of Jesus' followers, what it's going to look like to be part of his kingdom his eternal kingdom, what it's going to look like to be one of his disciples. And you perhaps uh, can recall, or you might like to look there later, Jesus' words in chapter 8 to Peter from when we studied uh, before. Peter had just realized who Jesus was. And Jesus says to him, whoever wants to be my disciples must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. And there you have it, as we begin this uh, sermon today, with failure after failure. You've got the essential kingdom requirement from Jesus that you must deny yourself. You must give your life entirely over to the authority of Jesus. You must be willing to give up everything to follow him. That is the bar, if you like, on God's high jump, if we want to be one of his disciples, if we want to be part of his kingdom. It's quite uncomfortable, isn't it? Because uh, Jesus doesn't just say this is just a one-off or an occasional uh, denying of yourself. It's life-encompassing. Lose your life now completely to gain eternal life later. But we're going to see that, like the disciples and the rich young ruler that we've uh, read of already, uh, we're going to fail and we're going to fall miserably short of the bar Jesus sets. So we're going to start by looking, uh, I'm afraid, at the failure to meet 
God's essential requirements, to deny ourselves. Uh, before we turn to even uh, worse news, actually, the start of a new year, that it's completely impossible to meet those requirements. So let's look at these um, two, uh, two groups uh, who fail uh, to deny themselves, who fail to meet God's essential requirements. That's what we're thinking about first, how we fail to meet God's essential requirements. Firstly, look uh, at the disciples, verses uh, 13 to 16. And here's uh, fail number one, if you like. We're told, aren't we, that people were bringing children to Jesus for him to place uh, his hands on them. What was all that about? Well, verse 16 tells us uh, that in some way, we're not sure Jesus was blessing them. He was blessing these children. And the disciples don't take to it. Uh, They start giving out a right telling off. Their fingers are out uh, telling people off as they bring the children to Jesus. Uh, But did you notice Jesus' reaction? He's indignant. He's outraged. Uh, He's incensed with them. It's a really strong reaction. And he's angry because what they're doing is not in keeping with the values of his kingdom that he'd already taught them. Again, you might like to look there later, but back in uh, chapter 9, the disciples, you'll remember, had been arguing about who was the greatest. You can imagine a bunch of 30-year-old uh, blokes, can't you? The testosterone, ego-filled conversation going on. But Jesus says to them, in my kingdom, anyone who wants to be first must be the last and the servant of all. And to illustrate his point, I don't have one, uh, he, he takes a little child, he picks it up in his arms and he says, whoever welcomes one of these little children welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me does not welcome me, but the one who sent me, God the Father. Now, that may seem quite a simple thing for us to do today. Today in the West, there's perhaps a general tendency to, to care a little bit more for children, perhaps even idolise children, uh, rather than socially disregard them. But even now, there isn't much kudos, is there? If you're out uh, in the atrium changing nappies and wiping sick uh, off your shoulder... Certainly back then, though, children were held in extremely low regard. Uh, They were weak, and they were utterly dependent for everything. But Jesus had told the disciples his kingdom values. They should welcome little children. You can imagine for them how that would dent their street cred as they walked about the streets. But he didn't just teach them that they should welcome them. In verse 15 in our passage today, he says that unless they receive the kingdom of God like a child, in other words, weak and completely dependent on him, they would never even enter the kingdom of God. They've got to lay aside any idea that they are are great and come to him in complete weakness and dependence on him. Now, we'd probably quite like to think that those are requirements just for super keen uh, Christians. Uh, But Jesus says here, anyone who will not receive the kingdom like a child will never enter it. The bar is set incredibly high, isn't it? And it's set high for us, for all of us. And the disciples here certainly appear 
uh, to fall short. They take a run-up, uh, they hit the bar, uh, and they have to go back to the